listening to this, uh, News Hub uh, Sports Presenter Andrew Goddy and our own Jason Pine. Gents, good evening. Piney, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Turn up the was. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of... It's not It's not kind of quite right for me. I don't know. I don't, is there something undignified about it? Uh, whatever, you know, we're all on board. Um, Andrew, uh, your thoughts on this. Are they going to win tomorrow night? Will they make the grand final? Uh, evening, Tim. And look, I should probably chuck in a, just an obligatory up the wires because it's pretty much the way we greet each other these days, isn't it? And it's sad to think that it might, well, you can might if you like, all come uh, to an end I'll pass. Uh, tomorrow night. But no, look, I, I, what I'll up say is this. Can they beat the Brisbane Broncos tomorrow? Absolutely can. Do I expect them to beat the Broncos? No, I don't. I think that the Broncos and the Panthers have been the two the two teams that really have been a cut above the rest uh, right throughout this season. I think the Warriors are going to have to be at their very best, play to their absolute utter potential uh, to get a victory tomorrow night. I certainly hope they can. All right. Piney? Yeah, absolutely on the same page as Andrew. And, and look, absolutely they can. And I watched them last week against the Newcastle Knights, albeit at home with a, a vociferous, passionate crowd behind them. And that clearly helped them, um, you know, but but a, a comprehensive win. Can they go to Brisbane and do the same thing? Look, they'll need big games from a couple of key players. Sean Johnson clearly has to play well again. Adam Reynolds really runs that Broncos side, so the Battle of the Sevens will be interesting. And look, they, they just simply cannot let the Broncos get a roll on up the middle. It seems to me as though once they get it, they start, you know, eating up those metres. They're very, very difficult to stop. So a, a big night as well for the likes of Adam Fanua, Blake, Tahu Harrison, the rest of the forward pack. But yeah, like Andrew said, he nailed it. Can they, can they beat them? Absolutely they can. Will they? Well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow night some stage. Well, I don't know. At three seventy, ten dollars $10 says they will. Uh, but uh, we'll just see how things play out. Not that I'm a betting person. Jason Pine, Andrew Goody with us. Uh, I think it's a real toss of a coin between these two teams. But I'm also sitting here wondering, which of these two teams, do they really want to win this game is what I'm sort of starting to wonder because you look at, you look at what the, the prognosis is, I suppose. You, you win this game, you've got a likely quarterfinal against the All Blacks, you lose. And you probably get to play, well, you will get to play France. But now, of course, you've got Antoine Dupont, who's probably suffered a, a fractured jaw or, or some, something similar. And I'm actually wondering now if maybe both of these teams probably perhaps don't even really care if they win or lose. Just they're probably hoping to come through the match without any injuries. Because it almost seems to me it's going to be the last man standing when it comes to this tournament. Your thoughts, uh, Piney? Yeah, I, I think... Uh... I think the All Blacks would probably, if they were if they were asked, would probably, and they didn't say it publicly, but privately, probably rather face the Springboks. But they're more familiar with them. They've, they've uh, you know, they've clashed with them many times over the last, you know, few years in rugby championship, and had a pretty good one over them at Mount Smart earlier this year. Ireland, on the other hand, they've struggled against, uh, and we'll remember what happened here in New Zealand, uh, you know, a year or so ago. But yeah, Andrew's right. I mean, the the prize for winning this game is that you will, in all likelihood, play the All Blacks. And, I, I, and you know, DuPont's injury aside, I wonder whether that is a uh, quite a big carrot for these two teams because I don't know whether you want to be playing France in France the way they're playing at the moment. They accounted for New Zealand fairly easily in their opening match. They, you know, put 96 on a very limited Namibian side this morning, even without DuPont. And in Zemeck as well, I wonder whether France are the juggernaut of this World Cup. So, yeah, I think there's a character to win this game. You avoid the French and, you know, uh, the, the, the prize 
of playing the All Blacks in the quarterfinal is not one that we're really familiar with in, in Rugby World Cup. What about the footy itself so far, uh, Piney? Has it been a bit too kicky and a bit boring? Um, oh, I wouldn't say so. I mean, there's all, the thing that the problem with games in, in pool matches at the Rugby World Cup is the mismatches. And we had one this morning. We've had a number of games where really by the by half time, um, you know, we knew who was going to win, and teams are out there, you know, just just trying to limit the damage, I guess. So. Look, I've been okay with the games. I think as far as the All Blacks are concerned, this tournament really starts um, at quarterfinal time in a a massive match against one of these two who go head-to-head on Sunday. Okay. Uh, Let's uh, switch codes. Let's talk about uh, Formula One. Does uh, Liam Lawson deserve a full-time drive, Andrew? I think he's shown that he deserves a full-time drive. I think he's shown, he's proven, obviously, in the limited opportunities that he's had, He's, he's taken his opportunities, haven't he? A- absolutely, and, and especially uh, in the last Grand Prix at, at Singapore. Now, that's obviously a pretty small sample size, and the guy's still very young. Um, and I think we've all learned by now that there's more to just being a Formula One driver than being a really good driver. I think I can see that Liam's going to have to bide his time. It's pretty clear that Alfa Tori are going to stick with uh, their, their two current drivers for next season. But I think Lawson just needs to be patient. He's in a good system with Red Bull. And, and I think we've, we've sort of learned through watching Brendan Hartley when he was with the team. If you can do your job there, the, the chances are that you're going to start putting pressure on the drivers who are actually driving for Red Bull. And that's where your opportunity lies. So I'd, I'd really urge Liam Lawson to just be patient and, and ride this one out. And I think we might find that perhaps at some stage in season 2024, uh, wouldn't surprise me at all if he got his opportunity on a full-time basis. He's got a spectacular future ahead of him, uh, without question, anyway, and uh, we, it's going to be very exciting to watch him. Uh, we've got V8s in Topor next year, Piney. Big crowd, do you think, or is it um, a little bit too far from the main places? No, happy with, with Topor in the middle of the North Island. Uh, easy to get to for North Islanders and, and for South Islanders too, who, who you know want to want to take in the um, the V8 experience. I like it. Um, you know, all the right noises are being made. The, the funding seems to be in place. Uh, everybody in the region, I'm sure, is delighted to have it locked in for three years. Um, and, and just look, having supercars back, fantastic. We didn't have them last year after all of those years at Pukekohe. So to have it back, regardless of where it is, I think is a win for motorsport fans and for and certainly for the uh, the central part of the North Island. All right, I think we need to say it together um, uh, because there is kind of uh, strong audience demand for this. Uh, ahead of uh, tomorrow night. Uh, so we'll do Hamilton. it in unison. One, three, two, one. Up the walls! Andrew Gordy, Jason Pine, our sports huddle for this Friday night. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.